ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Miss. Pop pass up in the middle. Got Rutgers it. got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit, hit in. Gregory touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. In go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing in the mix. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7 ESPN Radio You The Chrome Heard 96.5 FM Heard wherever you are Whatever you are doing on the ESPN app Hello friends Great to have you on board here on this uh, football Monday. It's the first official wall-to-wall NFL, college, everything in between football Monday, and it's just life is good. Life is beautiful, right? We've just got a full slate of football, football, football to discuss today. Yes, today, September the 12th, 2022, the beginning of my 44th trip around the sun. And where else would I rather be than right here, right now, with you talking football on this football Monday. It's not just a football Monday. It's a football Monday. It's a football Monday. There you go. That'll get your juices going. Oh, wow. What a wild a week one in the NFL. And I feel like the last few years we, we keep saying that. That was the best week one I've ever seen. But that kind of was. The witching hour on the red zone. My poor bride. So... I'll just say this now. We're sitting there yesterday, and, you know, I, uh, like, a red-blooded American uh, football fan. What I usually do is watch my team, the Buffalo Bills, and then put the red zone on for the rest of the day. Uh, but, see, the Bills are good now, so they're always on on primetime Thursday, Monday, Sunday night, 4 o'clock kickoff. They're actually a desired entity in the National Football League, and it's uh, – Television partners. The bills make me wanna so I get to watch a lot more Red Zone Channel. And my poor bride sitting there yesterday, I thought she was going to have a panic attack. She was like, how can you watch this? Now, me as a football fan, you as a football fan, I mean, when it goes through the great inventions in the history of the world, I would say the wheel, indoor plumbing, and the Red Zone, like in that order. Or maybe the Red Zone's too low on that list, according to uh, some people out there. But, uh... Wow. All the missed kicks and the wild finishes in that witching hour, that last hour approaching about 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, and 
it was a heck of a day. So we will go over all of that. Certainly lots of Syracuse football to get into today. A 10-question blindside awaits you. Oh, and there's just nothing like a football Monday. So what do you say we get into it? You want to make yourself a part of it? 437-7644 is the phone number. You can hit me, uh, Brent Axe Media, on Twitter. And, of course, the live chat at QSportsTalk.com. What is QSportsTalk.com, you ask? It is a magical place where you can watch this radio program. You can chat throughout the radio program, opine as much as you'd like in said chat. And you also get uh, kind of your own bonus added material here in that when the radio audience goes to a commercial break, our friends on QSportsTalk.com do not, no, they do not keep the mic on. We keep the camera on. We keep talking to you. Always fun to see what pops up in the discussions at QSportsTalk.com, including a discussion we will have today. Uh, is it weird to order your own birthday cake? Because I don't think it is. I do it every year, and I had a, a fun conversation in doing that uh, once again this year. May or may not have already consumed some of said birthday cake last night. Got out of it a little early because Uncle Brent's doing radio. Got to teach a class tonight. So, you know, we kind of did the birthday thing yesterday, but today is the official arrival of my 44th trip around the sun, my Syracuse birthday. Here you go. Will that provide good luck or not for the orange? Well, uh, they don't really need it right now. And that is where we will start. Syracuse goes to 2-0. and Syracuse with an ultra-impressive 48-14 win over Connecticut on Saturday. And uh, I will play this clip from head coach Dino Babers. That's extremely efficient and uh, really excited about that. And it just seemed like it was a game for a long period of time. And we had to keep playing until a certain spot in the fourth quarter where we felt like we could put some other guys in there. But... Uh, I thought it was a very competitive contest for the most part. Uh, no, it wasn't, Coach. <laughs> no offense, but that game wasn't close. It never was close. It was Syracuse all the way. UConn ripped off a couple of big plays. But uh, tell me the moment. You know, if I get you alone on a mountaintop, I think you would be a little bit more honest. I think we got a little coach speak there from Dino. That was not a game. Garrett Schrader is the third most accurate passer in college football today. He was put on automatically now the watch list for the Davey O'Brien Award, which goes to the most outstanding quarterback in college football. He's one of the Davey O'Brien great eight in college football this week. Second straight week is the highest-graded quarterback by a pro football focus, which covers not only pro football but college football and does an incredible job at that. One of my favorite follows on Twitter for football or really anything. I thought it was Sean uh, Tucker that was supposed to get all the awards here early, but Garrett Trader seems to be like, no, mine. I'll take it, mine. That was not close, and it never was. The defense coming up with big plays. They took my defensive touchdown away. What did Uncle Brent say all last week? They say on Saturday on pregame, they're going to get a defensive touchdown in this game, and Marlowe Wax gets a defensive touchdown in this game, but then they say Marlowe Wax's knee is down, so they don't give him a defensive touchdown in that game, and how dare you? They threw to the tight end again. They got Mikel Jones over on special teams. How about a number of big names for Syracuse putting their hand up and saying, I want to play on special teams. They took care of business. We said all week that if they remembered what time the game was and showed up for said game time, 
7 p.m. sharp, Eastern Standard Time, they would win and they would cover the point spread for entertainment purposes only and win and cover the point spread they did. So what does this team need? There's 10 games to go. There's a long road ahead here. Nobody's handing out trophies, though the accolades are coming fast and furious here. What's this team need? Robert and I keep surprising people with his offensive game plans, throwing opposing defenses off kilter. Tony White's 3-3-5 defense getting at you, shutting things down, guys making plays. Matthew Bergeron was named the offensive lineman of the week in the ACC today. Marlo X earning that nod at linebacker last week. Um, kind of surprised Garrett Schrader hasn't got that at least once, but there's been some uh, terrific performances in the league. There's a lot of great quarterbacks in the ACC. That's a hard list to get on sometimes. Drake May at North Carolina, Sam Hartman at Wake Forest, the two winners so far this year. So I, I kind of understand that. So what does this team need? It needs adversity. This has been too easy so far. Do I think that adversity is going to show its face this week with Purdue visiting the Carrier Dome? Yes, I do. Because Purdue is a better team than Connecticut and I'm surprised at how Louisville played in week one, but that's week one. Syracuse had a great game plan. The crowd shook them up. The defense shook them up. I don't expect that Saturday. we got plenty of time to talk about this matchup. We will certainly do that leading up to it on Saturday. This is a noon kickoff, not a, a 7 or 8 o'clock kickoff like the prior two. There's just a lot of things about this game that I think are going to be very interesting, right? They need some adversity. Because football is a sport in which it is built into your DNA to overcome adversity, right? It's nice when you get the accolades. It's nice when the game plan goes well. It's nice when you're playing well. But we all know that's just not going to last. I would love for them to prove me wrong because at the heart of it, what we have seen through two weeks is this team is fun. How about Garrett Schrader? We were talking about the accolades he's earning. Just out there slinging it putting the ball in the hands of Damian Alford and, and seeing DeMarcus Adams out there, what a weapon he could be, and Devon Cooper getting in the mix. All told, nine different receivers catch the football for Syracuse in this game, which I thought was something we would see, I predicted would happen, and was important to do because I feel like, again, I hate to keep looking ahead here because we've got a lot of the week to do this, but I feel like Syracuse Purdue is going to be a flat-out shootout. And I thought Syracuse-Louisville would be, to be honest with you, but I feel even more strongly that it's going to be on Saturday. Great quarterback coming in, Aiden O'Connell, who I think Syracuse can get to. This kid is hes not the most mobile quarterback in the world, and this is a defense that can confuse you, can get at you, can blitz a number of ways, can clog your passing lanes and make you run even if you don't want to run. This Syracuse defense, I know the offense is taking a lot of the uh, attention right now, and rightfully so, with what Schrader has done, what Sean Tucker normally does. Folks, Sean Tucker had 112 yards on the ground. Now, it took him 27 carries to get there. He averaged four and a half yards, or 4.1 yards, pardon me, per carry. That's a good day at the office. Sometimes a running back has to do that. You got to ground and pound and get those yards three, four at a time. And he had a 13-yard burst but didn't really have the big plays. We're just so accustomed Sean Tucker makes 
in his tweet that we all waited for came late last night. I can't go to bed till I get my Sean Tucker tweet. That's just that's just how it works. Okay. So I'm sitting there writing my column last night about the Syracuse defense, which I hope you can check out on Syracuse.com today. Marlo Wax said this after the game that and look, players say these kind of things, but you know, sometimes I believe it, sometimes I don't. I think sometimes people are just trying to get through interview sessions, getting through post game. It's like, okay, here's here's what I think you want to hear. And then there's people that step up there and, and they say things and I'm like, I believe that. I thought I think they're lying, but you know. I just played a clip from Dino a minute ago. Yeah, it's a competitive game till fourth quarter. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But I get why you can't go out there and be like, man, we blew their doors off. They stink. Why were they even on the same field as us? He can't do that as a coach. But Marlo Wax said something about this defense that I believe. He says, we want to be a top defense in the country. The way they're playing, the chip on their shoulder, the edge in which they play, the willingness to be on special teams, as I mentioned. This team has the right attitude, makeup, and just that. The makeup of this team makes me believe they can do that. Now, again, it's only two weeks, and Connecticut is certainly not a good measuring stick here, and it turned out Louisville was not either. They're 26th in the country in defense. They have five takeaways already. They only had seven all of last year. They've got dudes on this defense. Now, they gave up some big plays. It's going to happen, and I feel like there's an easy explanation for that. I don't want to pick on somebody in particular, but Dino brought, we're going to play back some clips from Dino's press conference a little bit later on in the show. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. Hesitation was the word there, and there was one player in particular that hesitated too much, and I think that led to some big plays. But, see, that's what, weirdly, this team needs through two games. Remember that great scene? I can't really quote it accurately because uh, the FCC would not be happy with me. But remember that scene in White Men Can't Jump when they're going through that tournament and it gets serious and they're playing for money, and I forget the name of the team that uh, Sidney Dean and Billy Hoyle, love that name, right? Billy Hoyle were playing for the money in the big tournament, right? And the team that, that they were set to play, just sweeps through one of their early opponents. And they kept saying, this bleep is too easy. No, 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 no. This bleep is too easy, right? That has been Syracuse through these first two games. This bleep has been too easy. They need adversity. They need someone to pop them in the mouth. They need someone to challenge them. They challenge. They haven't had one. I know that the Louisville game was only 10 points going into the fourth quarter, but tell me you felt like Louisville could come back in that. That was a formality. Syracuse scored as soon as the fourth quarter flipped anyway and put that thing out of reach. This was never a game against Connecticut. From the moment it started to the moment it ended, we told you that Schrader and Tucker would be out in the fourth quarter, and they were. So where is the balance in between here? With a a more engaged crowd, I think a bigger crowd, I think a team that is feeling itself right now, is feeling good about itself, that's good. That's a good thing that this team is feeling it right now. They need some adversity because this bleep has been too easy. And I think it's coming this week. I think a good game's coming here. And I feel like now we're starting to really settle in here. Thankfully, they've avoided another injury. We lost uh, Thompson and Elmore last week, unfortunately, for the season. Um, as far as we know, Dino wasn't really asked about injuries today, didn't bring up any injuries. I don't think there's anything bubbling in that department. But 
I don't want to say now it starts to get real. But it kind of does, right? Don't look past Purdue. Purdue, now the the line's been all over the place. I saw Purdue open as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, then it jumped down to two-and-a-half. I've seen Syracuse as a favorite. Josh and I were checking some lines before the show. I Last I looked uh, at, at certain, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I forgot where it was, but I saw Syracuse plus one in that case, like, this is basically a pick. Vegas is trying to swing it one way or the other, depending on what for entertainment purposes only service you use. They're trying to swing it one way or the other to get the money to go a certain way. But I brought it up to Dino today because as far as I knew, when I sat in front of Dino Babers four hours ago with the assembled media, they were pretty much an underdog anywhere they went. That was news to him, and he, I think he found it pretty interesting. Maybe that's enough to grit your teeth and say, okay, a little adversity coming around. But that's what this team needs. As weird as that is to say, it's nice when you have an, a nice, easy day at the office. But I think this team needs a hurdle to overcome or two to kind of round out what a football season is and what it can be. I'm really looking forward to this game. We're going to talk about this as the week goes. But I think it's going to be a real interesting football game. It was a real interesting football weekend. Syracuse looked impressive nonetheless against UConn. We're going to go over some of the other things that really stood out to me from that game. And what stood out to you, we'll hear from it at 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter, and in the chat at QSportsTalk.com. Before we do any of that, let's see how the markets did today. Our friend Bill from Lee Baldwin & Company dropping in to tell us all about that. Bill, how did this Monday do here today? It was my birthday. The market has to be up on my birthday. It's a real. And it was. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday. There we go. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. It was a great weekend for our local football team. It was a great uh, day in the markets. The Dow rose 229 points. Uh, so we've had a little bit of a, had a four-day rally going on here. Um, a diamond today, local favorite, Bristol-Myers, uh, up 3% after getting uh, FDA approval for a plaque uh, psoriasis treatment. So that's good news. And then a little bit of an odd story uh uh, Mosaic, a fertilizer stock, was down uh, 6% as uh, Ukraine's doing better in their, their fight against Russia. So uh, good news over in Ukraine, bad news for fertilizer stocks, but we'll take it. There you go. Thank and that's you, it Bill. today. Appreciate it, Thank sir. You. As always, that's our good friend Bill from Lee Baldwin & Company, where you get all the diamonds and none of the dogs on your portfolio. Market's going to be up on my birthday. I don't make the rules. That's just how it goes. We will uh, break and come back, talk some more football. You want to jump in on what happened in the National Football League this weekend, talk about your team. A certain Cowboys fan I know has been pretty quiet today. Don't know why. Because all I hear about is how much you're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys get their butts handed to them on Sunday night football. And it's funny how quiet certain Cowboys fans have been. I do see a Cowboys fan. I don't know if they're a Cowboys fan. Somebody's ready to go on the phones to discuss the Dallas Cowboys. So we will get into that when we come back. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. It's presented by the Wildcat Pizza Pub. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. In overtime, Wilcox, snapper, Huber, holder, from 29 yards away. Oh, he missed it! Badly! 
Rookie Ryan Stonehouse, the holder. The kick by Bullock is on the way. Oh, it's and it is no good. He missed it to the left. And the Giants leave a season opener for the first time in six years with a win. Did anybody make a kick in the National Football League this weekend? Anyone? Please raise your hand. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. It's uh, just past 444. If you've been hurt in a car, it's time to call William Matar. 444-4444. Let us do some hot takes, but special NFL edition. I want to start with the New York football Giants. See, Giant fans, this is what you get with Brian Dable. This is what you get with Joe Shane. Instant credibility. A coach that in that moment knows that he is going to capture the spirit of his team. He goes for it. They convert. And let's face it, Giants weren't looking so good. I saw a lot of Giant fans doing Giant fan things on social media before. Brian Dable rolls the dice, goes for two. Even if they missed that, he would have been criticized because New York is New York. But you'd rather go into a football Monday being criticized for going for it as opposed to not going for it, say, like Lovey Smith with the Houston Texans, who, by the way, is doing a spectacular Santa Claus impression right now, number one. Number two, you punt in overtime on fourth and three? What a Texans thing to do. Hey, the coach might have got the... No, 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 no. It's overtime. It's fourth and three. You're trying to step forward from being the loser team in the National Football League. When is it ever, ever a good idea to punt in overtime in that situation and inspire a football team, let alone a fan base? That was the difference between a coach on the rise and a coach who's in his last days in the NFL. Saints beat the Falcons 27-26. to The Jameis Winston experience is on, folks. Niners and Bears. The tale of two young quarterbacks who I couldn't have more different opinions about. Trey Lance stinks. I cannot believe the San Francisco 49ers gave up three picks for this guy. You got Jimmy Garoppolo sitting on the bench and a team struggling, and you don't put him out there? Now, that weather was insane in Chicago. They literally couldn't squeegee the field out because it rained so much there, but I know Chicago's going to have some tough times, but, man, Justin Fields, I watch that guy, and I say, just give him a team around him, and he'll be fine. The same way I felt about Josh Allen when he was young, and you know you could just see some quarterbacks, even in game one, just be like, okay, it's going to take a little bit, but he's going to be good. Trey Lance stinks. The Niners are a Super Bowl roster. And they got that guy out there, a quarterback. Well, it was week one. It was this. That's a great sign of how ready your quarterback is in the rain in that situation against a bad team. Yowza. Oh, that Steelers-Bengals game. Shout out to Bird, Ian Eagle. 25 years calling NFL games for CBS, and he had a blockbuster yesterday. Just a terrible, bad game to watch. And by that, I mean it was beautiful, right? Goes to overtime, goes to the last minute. Jamar Chase with that catch that didn't count, and I think if they really looked at it, it should have count. Back and forth, missing kicks, the doink, the whole thing, and Steelers win. Making Pauly happy. Mitchell Trubisky. Look, he did it when it counted in that one. 
How worried are you that Joe Burrow continues to get his ass beat, Bengals fans? I'd be really worried about that. He's too talented to be on his back as much as he was. Eagles sneak by the Lions 38-35. Dolphins beat the Patriots 20-7. There is a phenomenon out there amongst football fans. They're called Tua Truthers. I don't know what it is. Something about left-handed quarterbacks. Tua. Tebow. Something with the T names, too. Tim T. I think we found it. I think I just discovered it. Tua Tungavailoa, left-handed quarterback. Tim Tebow, left-handed quarterback. There's something in the cosmos that when you go TT, left-handed quarterback, people will make every excuse in the world for them. We all know they stink. But hey, Miami beat the Patriots, owns the Patriots. McCarthy hasn't lost to the Patriots. And I shouldn't say McCarthy. It was his first game. Tua has not lost to the Patriots. They've beat him four in a row. The mighty Bill Belichick. That legacy is starting to fall apart at the seams. Mac Jones doesn't go to the postgame because he's got a back injury. What a shame. See all this. Jets stink. You knew it. I knew it. We all know it. The mighty Joe Flacco goes down to Lamar Jackson. This Lamar Jackson thing is fascinating. He turned down that money. Like, it's not Deshaun Watson money. I think that is an outlier contract as it is. You want to talk about a guy betting on himself here to turn down that much money. If they franchise tag him, they're going to owe him $50 million. Like, the message has been sent. The Ravens don't believe in you. Otherwise, you'd have that contract. And the reason they don't believe in you and the reason it's fair to be skeptical, you got to do it in the postseason. Did you see the comments with the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury? A month after they gave Kyler Murray that big contract, I think they're trying to avoid that situation in Baltimore. Hey, the Washington Commanders get a win over Jacksonville, 28 to 22. Carson Wentz, the Carson Wentz, uh, Carson Wentz adventure all over the place. But Adam and Fantasy it paid off, 313 yards, four touchdowns. Browns beat the Panthers, 26-24 in the Baker Mayfield Bowl. Shout out to our friend Anish Shroff, now the voice of the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers got boned on that last drive. They gave the Browns a play they shouldn't have got. Somebody did make a kick in the NFL. The Browns did. That was the weirdest field goal I've ever seen. That was like a knuckleball and a curveball all in one. Starts out way to the right. Somehow, with a rookie kicker, by the way, it weaves its way back in. So much drama in the witching hour. Vikings over the Packers, 23-7. to Sometimes all you need to see, and I don't always have the volume up when I've got the Red Zone channel on. By the way, you know what my favorite thing of an NFL Sunday is? When the Roku is like, you know how the Roku, if you don't touch it for a while, will be like, yo, bro, you still watching this? Because I put the Red Zone on, and then I don't touch the remote the rest of the day. You still watching this? Like twice. Hey, bro, you still there? It's like, come on, yes. I'm watching Scott Hansen give me many hours of glorious commercial-free football. Stop asking me. Stop being annoying, okay? But anyway, so I had the volume down at one point, and all I had to do was look at Aaron Rodgers' body language to know, ooh, that's not good. You got rookies missing big passes. The Vikings get a big win. A lot of hype around the Vikings. We brought up uh, Chiefs-Cardinals. People stop blitzing Patrick Mahomes. You know who learned that last year? The Buffalo Bills. In the regular season game, they didn't blitz at all and won. The playoff game was just 
absolute bananas off the charts crazy, and, you know, the team with the ball last won. But you can't blitz Mahomes. Why do the Cardinals blitz 57% of the time in that game? It does not work. Chargers beat the Raiders 24-19. Shout out to our guy Jason Horowitz starting his adventure as the play-by-play voice of the Raiders, by the way. And we mentioned uh, Bucks and Cowboys. Look, it's over for the Cowboys, but uh, Tom Brady not looking so good last night. The last thing I'm going to do is doubt Tom Brady again because Tom Brady will always prove you wrong. But how much of that was week one? How much of that was, bro, you weren't around this team for 12 days. He's yelling at offensive linemen. and That occurred to me. I mean, he's Tom freaking Brady. But if I'm one of those offensive linemen getting my butt chewed out on Sunday night football, I'd be like, yo, bro, hey, remember that time you were – Filming the mass singer for 12 days during camp like a month ago. That's not what he was doing. But now they kind of have a comeback. It's like, oh, you mean when you were on your little vacation a couple weeks ago and I was here grinding my ass out of camp and sweating off 20 pounds? Okay, sure. Like, I think that could be a thing. But the Bucks win 19-3. to uh, Why was Chris Collins worth calling that game, by the way? You couldn't understand a damn word he was saying. He had a lost voice. Just get him out of there. You got Rodney Harrison on site. You got uh, people on site that can jump in the booth and do it. Like, poor Chris Collinsworth could barely talk. And they're putting him in the booth. Why? They, they, they've got 45 people on that pregame show. They Did not Did Collinsworth, like, show up an hour before the game and couldn't talk? NBC, guys, get it together. Why is your Notre Dame play-by-play booth Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett? Just put the Golics in there. It's a homer broadcast as it is. Just go all in on it. They would have been crestfallen with Marshall taking down Notre Dame on Saturday, and I would have loved every minute of it. Why can NBC never figure out that booth? It's incredible. That booth was bad. Frankly, the Syracuse, Connecticut booth was bad. Now, Chris Collinsworth, in this case, couldn't talk. Like, guys, you're spending money on this stuff. Put people in there that can do it. I'm available. Have my people talk to your people. We'll work something out. We'll come back. Keep it rolling. You're on the block. ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com.